Ladies and gents, on this fine, beautiful day, afternoon, evening, night, this is Anime Double Play, your favorite anime podcast that you've basically ever listened to, ever. This is Mary and Thomas. We are here for episode 98. So excited for both our two-year anniversary and our 100th episode coming up in April. I can hardly contain myself. And we are very excited to talk about another great week in anime. Thomas, how are you? I'm good. This was a great week in anime, to be honest. I'm super excited about this season, super excited about next season. We we got a season finale, and I think everything else has like one or two more weeks. The season finale was dope. I We're going to talk about it. I have thoughts, mm-hmm. but that's what podcasts are for. It's for talking about your thoughts. Oh, um, yeah. Mob Psycho has one more episode. Um, Shield Hero is 24, so this was the um, like mid-season oh. finale. Dororo has 24. This was the mid-season finale. Dororo was dope, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, but before that, as always, how was your week? Do anything exciting? Um, actually, yeah. So Ooh. outside of anime, I... I raced, kind of. <gasps> right! I ran in a track race. You were the rabbit! How was it? It was fun. Oh, wait. It was... Explain to people what you did, because I know you were a rabbit, but people might not know what that means. So basically what a rabbit is, is that he bas- he leads the race, he or she leads the race, and then steps off the track just to uh, make the race fast, because it's easier to run when you're behind someone, because you're blocking wind and other mental factors as well so basically i just ran we raced a 5k on the track and i ran half of it and then i stepped off and it's been a while since i've actually like competed to any degree i'm not really training that hard or anything like that right now but um it was fun um the race didn't go like super well for our team but it was definitely fun to kind of be out there and like i don't know I'm, like, a different person on the track. I get, like, really serious and stuff, so it was cool to kind of, like, dive back into that a little bit. Did you do so well? Fun. I know you were nervous about making the times and stuff. Were you able to? Yeah, I was pretty spot on. I was supposed to go through the mile 457. I went through in 459. So you so, did it? Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was two seconds off goal time, which is basically on, because... Perfect. It, yeah. So, um, that was pretty fun this weekend. So I need water. And then I watched all of Love and Chunibio and Despair. Right. No, that's not what the show's called. Isn't that what it's called? Isn't it called Chunibio, Love, and Other Delusions? Mm. Looking it up. Chunibio, Demo, Koi, Ga, Shitai. Love, Chunibio, and Other Delusions. What did I say? You said like. I don't even know. You're like... I said love, chinibio, and despair. (laughs) It's a D word. Whatever. I don't know why I thought it was that. Maybe I saw that written somewhere. Love, chinibio, and I'm going to Google it and see what comes up. Okay. I kind of love Um, it. That's what it should have been called. 
And this anime is weird because I've gone back and forth about what I thought of it. I don't think it's bad by any means, but it's really like, it's not that good, mm-hmm. but it invokes feeling. Yes, I agree. I originally gave it a seven. I, the ending I thought was a really great cathartic emotional payoff, but then like now I've, it's been a month since I've watched it and I'm like, okay, it Ah, it was just really rough getting to that end, personally, for me. For me, I don't even know how much I love the ending. I feel like I love kind of like the middle part-ish, kind of. You didn't like the ending with the, spoilers, with the dead dad and the the invisible boundary lines, that whole concept, I, mean, I just loved it. the dead dad thing you it. learn about in like the middle. That's not like you learn about in the second to last episode by any means. You find out about that in, like, episode six or seven. Yeah, but it's about her coming to terms with the dead dad. Yeah, but we don't really get, like, much of, like, a proper ending. Like, we don't see them after all, like, happy and stuff. They just, like, bike around in the sunset and... Bike around? Oh, yeah, they do. For, I yeah. was going to make fun of you again, but you're right. No, they, they literally do that. And it's not that I thought the ending was bad. I didn't think it was, like, amazing. But the show, as we said, kind of, like, invokes feeling. And what it kind of made me think about is, like, this idea of being a kid and, like, never losing that, like, innocence. Where, like, the characters are growing up and a lot of them are growing out of their chinibyo phase. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when Takanashi, yes, I remembered her name. Wow. I don't know how. Everyone clap. I have no idea how I remembered her name. Um, when she stops being Chunibyo, I don't even know if that's exactly how you would say that. Is it a noun? Is it a verb? It's a noun. So when uh, she goes out of her Chunibyo phase, there you I'll go. just say it like that. That's, that's good. It seems like very solemn. Like It almost seems like she's not being her... And everyone's kind of depressed. And it made me think that, like, you know, it's doing that stuff, like, it's really fun, right? For her, like, it was fun to pretend to be this magical girl and, like, a Harry Potter-esque world. And that's really cool, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think for people, like, we have to remember, like, even though we grow up and stuff, we all still have, like, that kid inside of us to, like, play pretend and have fun and yeah act like a superhero every now and then and the show kind of made me think about that because all like the kids were like why are you acting like this like you're just acting like a kid and stuff but she was always having the most fun and they were having fun with her being like that and it was just like i don't know it made me think about kind of that totally that idea of just like being a kid and playing pretend every now and then. Um, Not that I, like, play pretend, really. Right, but, like, but I definitely, like, think about and imagine, like, what if I was in an anime? Like, how cool would that be? You know, I definitely have, like, daydreams about that and stuff. I and feel cool. like everyone went through a Chunibyo phase. Whether you were, like, obsessed with anime or you really like Transformers or baseball or something, I feel like that age bracket between, like, 7th and sixth and like ninth tenth grade people just have like are more apt to like obsessing over something and being really passionate about like a niche sort of thing 
I mean, I can say for myself, I definitely had like a bit of, if you've run like Naruto, yeah, if you've run like Naruto in your life, you've been through a bit of a Chinibio phase. Pretty sure I did that like two weeks ago. So Thomas is still rocking it, but, um, I don't know, it kind of, that part kind of resonated with me. And then especially at the end when the narrator is like, everyone like. Maury Summer and the Dark Lord Master, the Dark Flame Master, were like, oh, don't talk about my Junivio phase. It was horrible. I hated it. But, like, at the end of the day, does that person really disappear? The person that loved something so much it took over their life? Like, that passion isn't something to be embarrassed about. And that, as somebody who is still very passionate and gets embarrassed about the things she likes, as in... I was hanging out with friends today. Shout out to Jess, my neighbor, who may be listening to this right now. Hey, yo, what's up? Um, I was telling her about the podcast, and she was like, you shouldn't be embarrassed. That's like a cool thing that you do. And I was just like, yeah, yeah you're super nice and great. So, um, yeah, that person never really leaves. You kind of just bury it. But if it comes back up, don't be embarrassed, then you might get a... C-list podcast out of it. So, it's all good. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, like, we still, every week, sit and watch cartoons and stuff. I was thinking about, like, what kind of shows, like, remind me of Chinibio. And the first thing that came to mind was K-On! Because... Very similar sh- art style. Less in the art style. Honestly, I didn't think about that. More in the, like... I just enjoyed watching, like, these kids have fun and do something they enjoy. And it was the same thing with, like, Kids on the Slope, where, like, I just oh, loved, man. like, watching them, like, play music and, like, be really happy and, like, do something they love with each other and just enjoy it. Because that's, I feel like that's a feeling that a lot of us kind of relate to. Oh, spoiler, not spoiler. I'm the best. Kayon and Nichija, Kayon and Chunibyo are by the same studio, Kyoto Animation. That's why the art styles are so similar. I never thought about that. K-On! came uh, out in 2009. Chinibio came out in 2012. Dance! Good, good I'm, catch. I'm dancing. Keep going. I, but yeah, that's kind of just what I, I thought about with the show. What did I give the show? I gave it a 7. <gasps> you did bring it up to a 7! I did. I brought it up. because It's so a hard. Show that, a show that is a 6 shouldn't invoke that type of feeling. And there's plenty of shows that are sevens that I have on my list that I don't get, like, this invoked more feeling in me. But I just don't think the story is very good in this. So, or the, like, the topic really is is not that interesting. But it did invoke feeling, did a good job. Yeah, um, that's exactly and- why for me, too. And Maury Summer was absolutely <laughs> hilarious part of the show. There were some parts that were genuinely, like, I was at work listening to the English version while I worked, and there were a couple times where I had to, like, catch myself, because I was like, I'm about to laugh out loud in a silent office. It was, it was funny. Parts were really funny. Yeah. And the sister, the older sister who's the chef, she was funny. She was. Or, well, she instigated funny situations. True. Mm-hmm. I like the, I don't know, I thought their names were funny. Dark Flame Master. Uh, Yuta's and so funny, too. 
Oh, did you read my summer. did you read my blog post? I did. Which, it was very good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Moves like right. com. Hair flip. Um, so what did you do um, this weekend, Anime? Did you watch or read anything? I am reading something. So I think the the first thing we should talk about, I say twelve minutes into the podcast, is um there was a big sale on Right Stuff Anime. And Thomas and I both bought, like, a shit ton of manga. I mean, I bought the Silent Boys box set. Well, I bought ten volumes of Tagami Bachi and six volumes of Soul Eater. And, drumroll, the final volume of Prince of Tennis. Quick backstory. I bought all of Prince of Tennis from a bookstore. I had up to volume 41. There are 42 volumes. And I was like, I've... I could not find this volume for, like, basically 10 years. I'm almost 25. It's been 10 years since I read Prince of Tennis. And I was like, I bought all of it in a bookstore. I'm going to wait to buy it in a bookstore. I'm going to find it again. Well, Prince of Tennis is, like, basically out of print. So I would go to anime conventions. I would go to bookstores. I would go to, like, random-ass places. Never found this book. Go on Right Stuff Anime. It's literally $3.99 for the final volume of Prince of Tennis. And I bought it. And I mean, I know what happens because I looked it up. And like, of course, they win whatever tournament they're in. I'm going to have to reread the final arc. But I'm just so happy I own it now. It's so great. Um, Sometimes, Mary, dreams do come true. Oh. I don't know what's more of a dream, getting the final volume of Prince of Tennis or getting it for $4. Those are both amazing on their own. Amazing. Um, But besides that, so as listeners of the pod know, I've been borrowing volumes of Inuyasha from Ganon, and I've been reading Inuyasha. And he's been lending me a lot of manga, so I was like, I should... Lend him some of my manga, because we only have over, like, 350 volumes of manga in our house. So last weekend, I went home for an emergency dentist appointment. I'm fine, but I'm going to have to get my wisdom tooth taken out next month, and that's really sad. But I'm on a lot of meds, so that's fun. Um, So I went home, and I got some manga so that I can... When he gives me three volumes in Inuyasha, I can give him three volumes of something. So I brought back Buso Renkad and Full Moon Mosagashide. Vogue, Flash, Pose, love that. So I'm lending him Buso Renkan um, by Nobuhiro Watsuki, the creator of Rurouni Kenshin. Uh, basically shown in trash, but like a little better. It's not just like garbage. It's, it's actually pretty good. And next, I'm going to give him Full Moon. So while he's reading Buso Renken, I decided I'm going to do this, like, little project on my blog where I'm going to have a reread diary. So I'm going to write about um, manga series that kind of I loved in my childhood and kind of shaped my childhood and rereading them as an adult and, like, writing about my thoughts about them. So I'm on volume four of my reread of Full Moon Mosakashide, and that's what I've been reading this week along with Inuyasha. Um, it's still good. It's still, it's still good. I really, I mean, no spoilers. Full Moon, it's Arena Tanamora, Tanamora. It's, it's shoujo trash. It's like original, it's like early 2000 shoujo trash, which makes it even better. 
But um, it's also really great in the way it has. It's not just a romance. It has a lot of really serious themes. Like almost every character. Um, I would say like fifty percent of the main cast com- had committed suicide in the in the book. It's a. They're all Shinigami. It's a long story, but um, that's not a spoiler. So, and they retell the stories of, like, why they kill themselves and stuff like that in the shoujo, glittery, flowery romance. So I just really respect now as an adult how seriously it takes its, like, darker themes and how it respects its audience. Like, this this manga is for girls ages 9 to 14, 9 to 16. And, like, when someone slits their wrists, they bleed. When someone walks out in front of a train, they get hit by the train. Like, it's serious, but it's presented in a way that's digestible for young girls. And, like, reading it now, I'm, like, really appreciating the way they do the things they do. Because it's not just, like, some throwaway glittery romance. It actually has, like, emotional depth and it means something. And I'm really happy that I have all seven volumes because... I'm proud of 13-year-old Mary for having decent taste. Thank you. I'm bowing. You can't see it. It's a podcast, but round of applause for me. So, yeah. Very good, Mary. I'm really happy to be rereading that. Um, A quote from it was my senior quote in high school in the yearbook. I had one quote from Full Moon and one quote from Lovely Complex. No lies. Um, Wait, what was your quote from Lovely Complex? I don't remember. It was from the final bonus chapter in the last volume. What? But I remember the Full Moon one. I just don't remember the Lovely Complex one. When I go home for my friend's bridal shower, I'm going to go and look it up. But So I'm going to reread Full Moon. I'm going to reread Busa Renken. And then when it comes back, I'm going to read... When I get my volumes, I'm going to reread Enlen to Ganon, Get Excited Ganon, Tagami Bachi, and Soul Eater. So I'm really excited. So that's my little personal project. And uh, I ordered all seven volumes of A Silent Voice. And I got Shoko's um, communication notebook. Kawaii! And I got um, a double-sided poster for To You, The Immortal. Ugh. Can I have it? Yeah, you can have it. Yay. I haven't read that much of it, so. It's, I need to, I need, that's what I should do at work tomorrow. I need to catch Catch up up in it. It's really good. It's like, it's a slow start, but it's really good. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so let's jump in. The question is, should we start with the promised Neverland or should we end with the promised Neverland? Um, let's just end with it. Okay, that's fair. Everything was really good this week, just to start off. Uh, Shield Hero wasn't that good. I thought Shield Hero was actually pretty good he, this it, week. They did, he did the same attack as last week. Iron Maiden with the same animation and, like, the whole... I was like, I literally saw this six days ago. You're doing the exact same thing again. Raftalia, you're Ken. Your sword, Ken means sword, sorry, I switched languages for a Your second. Your Ken? I was like, yeah. like Street Fighter Well, because Ken? that's what she says. She goes like... Watashi you are Ken. Like Ken Nanba, yeah, it's like this thing. And she doesn't do anything. She whimpers and cries, and I'm getting mad at her because she's 
She, no, she throws some slashes. Yeah, woo. She gets stopped. She throws some slashes. She's she does more than Motoyas. Yeah, the, I don't even know. I was reading Full Moon and watching the episode, so I, like, look down and I look back up and, like, everyone that was in that scene was gone. <laughs> I was like, where did they go? Did they just run away? No, they got wrecked. Oh, good. They deserve they it. They all attacked together and then... Um, fan lady just like disposed of them i saw the guy powering up his sword and then i looked down and then i looked up and like all 20 people were gone it's like oh okay yeah she wrecked them good but they they won the horde i honestly like didn't care too much about the the fight with the lady i thought the second half of the episode was actually pretty good the second half was good but look before we pass the lady what the fuck I don't know. I don't know who she is. Who is she? Where did she come from? What is she doing? There are humans? Is she a de- Like, literally nothing. Know. It was just bad. I mean, I don't know if it's bad just because we don't know anything about her. We just don't know anything about her. Her name's, What makes that really bad? Her name's Glass. Oh, Glassu. That's pretty bad. Okay, so she has a bad name. I'll give you that. Thank you. I'll take it. I don't understand why, like, if I'm, like, making a story and I'm Japanese, why would I name my main character? Like, why would I put an L in their name? (laughs) None of my readers can fucking say L's. Like, they don't have that sound. Why would you make the name Glass? (laughs) Because it's cool and trendy because it's an English name and you can write it in katakana. Look at me. Yeah, but... Half your population can't say it. They just say Glasu. <laughs> Glasu. Glasu. Oh, last night. They just night, make more of an R sound. Last it's like, it's nothing yeah. wrong with that, but I mean, I don't know. You can make it a cool, trending American name or English word that doesn't have an L. Last night at Gamer, somebody, when we went out to ramen, somebody ordered Asahi Super Dry, and I was just like, Asahi Super Dry! And then I remembered the people I was with and was very embarrassed. <laughs> Who are you with? I was with the gamer people, but they're all gamer people. And even the anime people in gamer, like, did not, like, they don't know the Asahi Super Dry commercials. So I was just like, Asahi Super Dry! And everyone was like, Mary. And then I should have taken that, but then every time he, like, when the waiter came and gave him his beer, I did it. And then when the guy took his cup away, I did it. Because it was fun for me, but I was embarrassed. Anyway. This is your fault. This is my fault. But That's yeah, no one's fault. The second part of the episode was good. I loved him telling off the king. I was getting really pumped. And then I loved Melty kind of telling him off because I like Melty. One, her name's... No, screw her. I like her. I this like her. This is my hot take. Screw her. The her dad framed um Yes, I agree. Now Fumi for rape. And she's like, you need to get over it. You need to go apologize because you're being a big mean. Fuck you, Melty. What do you know? You're eight. I like Pop off. I like her character. I like how their family color is purple, which makes sense because royal is purple is a royal color, but I just love the purple. I like how she's like nine and I like how she tells off the bitch, her sister, like, oh yeah, I'm just worried because I'm the crown princess and you're a load of shit. And I was like, ah! it was good. 
I'm on I'm on Nao Fumi's side with this. I mean, I'm on Nao Fumi's side, but I don't dislike Melty. One, her name is Melty. Like when you get a frosty at Wendy's, it gets a little melty. Okay, we're gonna talk about <laughs> the Roro now. Yay! Mary's ruining the the Shield Hero Boo. conversation, so we're moving on. Before we talk about the Roro, may I just say that this season, like at work, the one song I probably listened to the most, like at work, is the Dororo ending. I listen. The Dororo ending. I listen to that song every day for probably three hours at work. It's like my work song now. It's by Amazarashi. They he did the um. Yeah. Um, or you could just say Sorani Utaiba. Why would I say it when I could go Sorani Utaiba? But um, I love uh, that song. And this is probably the last time we're going to hear it because next week starts the new season, the new core of Dororo. Oh, I forgot it's 24. Party is over. Yeah, I, actually, I knew that the ending was done by yeah. Amazarashi. I don't know why. Why did I know that? I feel like I looked at that recently. Probably. But yeah, they're pretty good. Everyone likes Sorani Utaiba anyway. So that's definitely the best. Okay, Mary. We get it. <laughs> um, so, Dororo. That's definitely the best My Hero opening. But anyway, Dororo was pretty badass this week. I was very upset in a good way. Like, I loved the episode. But, like, man, when freaking Hyakimaru says, Okachan. And then smiles. I was like, oh man, this is everything I ever wanted. And then the mom fucking stabs herself. Oh yeah, mom Mom's, went all seppuku on that shit. Mom's so dead. Ugh, it was just like, Tahumaru, I was like, okay. He doesn't want to kill his brother. He knows this horrible thing is wrong and blah, blah, blah. And then he's just like, you're going to have to die, bitch. And I was like, so close. You were so close to being on our okay. team. I have a Japanese word question. I hope so, I can answer it. So Tahomaru calls his mom Ohabe? Anue. Anue? No, he definitely says Ohabe or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So I got you. Um, there are a lot – there are – a lot of levels of politeness in Japan. So you could say for brother, you can say Onisan, which is brother. Or you can say what Dororo and Simon says in Gurren Lagann. You could say Aniki, which is older brother, which is a little more polite. It's a little more like, I respect you, Aniki. Um, like father is Chichi, like Chichie or something. But you could call him Otosan as like a familiar thing. Or you can call him a different word to be super formal. So Tahomaru um, addresses his parents in the most formal way you can say mother and father. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That I've watched tons of anime. I've never heard anyone call their mom Ohave. And I was like, what is Ohave? Like, why isn't he saying, oh, what is it? Okachan? Yeah, that's, um, Chan is very familiar um, Oto, yeah, but Okachan is what, it's like saying mom or mommy. Um, like, mother, the, the base word of mother is, um, Chichi? I'm looking it up right now. Haha. Yeah, ha Chichi, like Goku Chichi? Haha is mother, and I think Chichi or something like that is father. 
So he could be saying like, oh, ha ha or something like that, which is just like, oh, in front of any noun is like, whoa, this I'm respecting this. So um, he's just um, addressing his parents in a very respectful way. I'll have to listen. Um, I'll listen back. I mean, he won't be calling his mother anything anymore because she's dead. But yeah, she got she got wrecked. Yeah, by a dagger. But um, Dororo says Okachan and Otochan, Otosan, which is why Hyakimaru says Okachan because that's the only way he's heard a mother addressed from Dororo. Okay. Did I that end? makes sense. Okay, good. I'm glad. For the most part. Because, like, Okachan, I haven't heard anyone. Or is that, like, Okachan? Is that the same thing? Okachan and Okachan? Um, I feel like they say Okachan for mom. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it. I don't know if you're just being an American or if you're just stressing it differently, you know? I don't know. Because, like... Oji-san, Oji-san is uncle, but Oji-san is grandpa. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I, I can't, <laughs> I need more context than what you're pronouncing. But let's talk about Dororo. Um, I, I don't know. This episode was kind of cool. Um, what happened? Everything so, happened. They know. Hold on, let me, I'm, oh. I'm going to say it. <laughs> Yakamaru saw the guy who he cut his arm off when... The guy who killed the singing flower girl, whatever the hell her name is. Mori? Mori? Is that her name? I think so. Moriko? Moriko? It's so weird how, like, she's in the opening so much, and they, like, keep alluding back to her, even though she's literally in, like, Two episodes. But that was a big character moment for Kakimaru. He experiences love, he experiences loss, he experiences sound, and he experiences voice. All in that character arc. Yeah, that's true. But... I speak the truth! I just wish she was in it more. Yeah. Because she wasn't in it long enough. It For me, no, it reminds me of, it's the Looking for Alaska effect. No, sorry. Wrong, wrong John Green book. It's the um, paper towns effect, where it's yes, like yes. that character disappears, and ever and then like the whole rest of the book is about finding that one character, <laughs> but the character wasn't in it long enough for me to give a shit about them. That's kind of what this reminds me of. If anyone read Paper Towns by John Green, you'll know what I mean. I mean, I gave a shit about Moriko. I mean, she was really nice. She was protecting orphans and then she gets murdered and her house gets burned down but not to the point where she should be in like half the opening but here's the thing stuff it's an episodic show and she had a two-parter whoa she deserves it whoa but anyway back to the episode for a second um so obviously we save Scarrow Kun who was voiced what? by the voice actor of Naruto. That's random. That's super random. I do my best. We escape Banman, we destroy some demons, yada yada. One kind of cool aspect is the uh the the blind old guy. I don't get him. I don't get him. He freaking picked up the Buddhist statue. You're blind. That's in a net like 
he just sees things and he can't. Like he's watching. The- no, it's green. Is it green? I missed this that. Is the, this is what I wanted to bring up. So it's like glowing green, which we haven't seen. Everything's either been like gray or red. Yeah. But the statue is glowing green. No idea what that could possibly mean. Like That's exciting. Yeah. So that was something that was there. But he's kind of like the the prophesizer guy in it. I wonder what kind of role he's going to play he makes me nervous. as it all progresses. He makes me nervous. I don't... I mean, I like him. Like, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. But he his presence makes me nervous because stuff always happens when he's around. And I just want my boys to be happy. And he's always around, too. Like, it's not like... Yeah. I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. How do they keep running into him? Like, that's just so lucky. Obviously, like, they have to or he wouldn't be in the story. But I don't know. It's just, like, oddly convenient that he's literally in every episode. Wherever they go, they run into him. Just so happens. Um... Oh, and last point I want to bring up, Tahomara got his eye slashed. Yes. Hello. Hey, Rex boy. We're going to, we're going to. Takamaru hit him in the face with a sword. We're getting a Sasuke character up in here. I'm not complaining. No, he's going to be Kakashi. He's going to get the Sharingan. Yeah. Oh, at my friend's house today, when we were talking, when I was talking to the one girl about anime, the other girl was like, I know about anime. I read all of Naruto. And I was like. You know more than just know about anime. You read all of Naruto. A plus. A plus. Anyway. I like this episode of Dororo. I'm going to miss the opening. Unpopular opinion, apparently. I love the opening to Dororo. Um, But Asian Kung Fu Generation is doing the next opening, which is off the chain. They're one of my favorite Japanese rock bands, but... Asian Kung Fu Generation is going to make the Dororo opening sound like every other anime opening because Asian Kung Fu Generation does every other anime opening, basically. What I really liked about this opening is that it sounded different. Like, it sounded like nothing you'd ever heard before in an anime. And I like that. Wait, what? What opening? Dororo. Really? You think Dororo's opening is that different than every other anime opening? In the last couple seasons, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't view it that way. I well, don't think it's like it's different than groundbreaking it, by any means. It's different than the stereotypical Asian Kung Fu Generation opening, which I love. But I'm like, I'm not disappointed that Asian Kung Fu Generation's doing the opening, but I'm like, you went from this weird, like, techno aesthetic thing, and I guess I gotta see the animation before I make an opinion on it. But they wrote the song specifically for Dororo. The song is called. Dororo. So we'll see how it goes. All right. We will. We yeah. shall. Um, Mob Psycho. Mob Psycho. Reagan coming to the rescue. Did he, though? I mean, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but he was very funny. But before we get there, let's talk about Mr. Umbrella Man. He had a cool story. I like the Umbrella Man story. Serizawa. I liked him. I liked him too. I liked how Mob, like, uses the power of friendship. Like, I will be your friend. It was very 
Naruto. Mom got that talk no jutsu. The very, it was very talk no jutsu. But the good thing about him is that he doesn't use that a lot. It wasn't like this is the eighth time in 24 episodes he's used talk no jutsu. He like, and it, it made sense here because he related to him and it actually worked. So I'm happy about that. Go talk no jutsu. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, 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 really hard for me to watch Mob get punched in the face like that. Did you uh, quiver? I didn't quiver, but I was just like, my boy. He got punched a lot. He got his shit rocked. And I was just like, Mob is like 13. And he's like a collection of hugs and smiles. Like, please don't hurt him. But he has the power of friendship. He has the power of like, and psychic powers. Alakazam. He could like destroy. Um, how strong is this this boss guy? They kinda We're gonna beat make him. him seem like he's impossibly strong. Yeah. He's like absolutely destroying mob. He's like, I'm only using ten percent of my power. He can't, like, okay. He can't be like, that strong because the next episode is the last episode, so we're gonna beat him in one episode. Question is. Yeah, how. I feel like we're gonna no, I'm kind of hoping for. I'm kind of hoping for an episode, kind of like when Saitama fights um, the boss at the end of the first season of One Punch Man. It very well could be. It's the same creator. What was um? What's that guy's called? Bezos, Bez. Thomas One. Beers. One. Sorry. What are you talking about? The, the guy that Saitama fights. Oh, I thought you were talking about the mangaka. I was no. like, his name's One. <laughs> no, no. I have no idea. I'm not a big One Punch fan. His name's like Beerus or something. You know, I no, Beerus no, is Beerus the guy is from... the guy from Dragon Ball Super. I'm going to find out, because now I'm really curious. It's something with a B. Boros. Okay, you were close. It's, it's better than many other character name attempts that you've done in your life. That's true. That was not the best, and it was not close to the worst. I wonder um, what the worst was. We'll have to think about it. I don't know. But going back to Mob Psycho, do we know if this is it? Like, is this last episode? Yep. No. This is it. Pretty sure. So no season three. It's. I'm pretty sure this is it. It's a That's short. A it's a short manga. It's a sixteen volume manga. Oh, and it's completed. The manga. Yes, it completed December twenty seventeen. December seventeen. No, December okay. December twenty seventeen. December twenty seventeen. Not December seventeen. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's late, guys. We're doing a late night we're, podcast. We're doing and... a late night podcast because I. How to make new friends, and it was great. Yeah, my brain is, uh, it's been on since 9 a.m. Had a meeting at 9, so, and I could, didn't get home till like, 8.30. I crossed at 8.30, so I'm a little fried. A little slow tonight, but I'm doing the best I can. I think we're doing good. I'm also tired. I also had two beers after work. My team went bowling, and then I had two glasses of wine at my friend's place. Not that I'm drunk or anything, but I'm sleepy. <laughs> I would literally be dead. 
I can't drink that much. <laughs> well, that's not true. I can, but I'd be very drunk. No, I'm okay. But yeah, I can't say, like, I loved this episode. Like, it happened, and I was like, okay. But I didn't, like, feel strongly about it. I liked it, but it wasn't, like, super emotional or anything, you know? Yeah. Like, Mob Psycho has those episodes where you get, like, punched in the feel bag. Or, like, that episode where he the house is on fire. Oh, man. That was... It's hard because Promised Neverland has been so good, but that that Mob Psycho episode might have been the best episode of 2019 I've seen so far. It might have been. It the was last really good. Promised Neverland episode is probably close though. I liked the second to last episode of the Promised Neverland better than the finale. I agree, but let's not get into it yet. Yes, let's, I agree. Let's talk about let's, Kayuga Kaguya-sama. Kaguya-sama. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much to say about this. There was this really funny skit about, so, Chica, one of the girls. Yeah, she's the one that dances. Yeah. Oh, my God. Makes, makes me hate myself every time I watch it, which has been, like, 50 times. Um, she goes to, like, a ramen shop, and she, there's a guy sitting there who's eating ramen, and he, he, we're, like, in his, like, internal monologue. And he's like, I'm a ramen connoisseur. This child's walking in here. She doesn't know what the best combination is to order here. I only know it's, like, X, Y, Z. And then Chica obviously orders X, Y, and Z. And he's like, does she know? Is she, is she one of me? And it's, like, this whole, like, long thing. It's it's actually really funny. Um, that, was, that was a good skit. But more importantly... We're going to the Summer Festival to watch fireworks in the next episode that comes out tomorrow. And Mary, you know what happens at festivals with fireworks, right? I'm looking forward to seeing how Kyuga-sama handles the Hanabi episode. Cute girls wear kimonos. That's where we're at, Mary. This is what our life has become. Kaguya is going to be in a kimono and it's going to be great. I can't wait. There is one single greatest summer festival episode I've ever seen. And it is the final episode of... Mon- oh, the Endless Eight. It is the final episode of Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. What? Where I don't even remember this episode. Where Sakura Chio finally confesses to Nozaki and she goes, Ski, I love you. And, and he says moon? And he turns, I wish, he turns and then he says something and you can't hear it over the fireworks and the credits roll and it's crazy and then the after credit scene, they replay it again and she goes, ski. And he turns to her and goes, I also love fireworks. <laughs> That's your favorite oh my God. summer festival episode? Literally, I watched it and I was screaming and then I watched it with my college friends and they were like rolling on the floor because they thought like he finally, she finally did it and he got it because he's such a dunce and he was just like, she said like, the thing in Japanese is a lot of the time the uh, the subject of the sentence is implied. So she was, she just said love and he, yeah. it's implied that 
she says, I love you, but she just said love and the fireworks are going off and Nozaki's like, yeah, I love fireworks. <laughs> it's Gotta like love Nozaki-kun. The best. Anyway. That would be interesting to actually think about. In my current state, I cannot fathom thinking of all the episodes where they went to a summer festival. That's a good topic. So, that is a good topic. I would have to actually really think about that because a lot of anime have it, and I would probably forget a ton. I mean, we could do episodes like top five beach episodes, top five cliche here and there. That's a good idea. Something to think about. Something to think about. Yeah. But let's talk about the biggest elephant in the room. Finish off this podcast. We're going to keep it short tonight, folks. Well, I also want to go through the news, remember? Oh, news. Okay, then let's go quick, because I'm going to fall asleep. No, 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 we can't go quick through the Promised Neverland. Be a man. Stay up. It's only... Nope, we're going to go quick, because my quality is going to go down, Mary. Uh, I haven't had my eyes open for half this podcast. We need to bang this out. It's only 11-11. Mary, the Promised Neverland had a very good ending. This anime is so good. Oh, my God, I love this show. Okay, here's the thing. So the whole freaking show, I'm like, when, for some reason, this is the one thing that was in my mind. I was like, when do we find out Isabel is Ray's mom? I don't know why. So when Ray was like, oh yeah, like I've have memories from when I was a fetus, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, here it comes. He remembers Isabel being his mom. Nope. And then there was another Ray thing. And I was like, all right, he's going to say it. Nope. And then I was talking about it on the pod last episode, and I was like, because you know sometimes manga to anime, they cut some things out for, like, time's sake. I was like, did they really cut out Ray being Isabella's son? Like, did they cut that out? And they didn't. And I forgot that there was an Isabella flashback, and I forgot about the reveal. And it was pretty good. It was a good one. Yeah, I like the Isabella flashback a lot. She was so cute. She was. It kind of... I was reading comments on r slash and someone was like, I feel bad for Isabella, which I agree with. Mm-hmm. Like, you're kind of put in this spot where, like, you can become a mama or you, or can, you die. can die. And, like, it, at the end of the day, like, if you don't do it, somebody else will. So, like... It's not like if you die, you're saving lives or anything. Yeah. You know, like, you're not helping anyone. You're just dead. So, um, because someone commented, like, he's, she's killing children, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, whatever. You slash whatever. You're wrong. But I definitely do feel bad for Mama because I think she, I think when you're put in that spot, you kind of have to twist the reality to make yourself think that you're doing what's best for the kids. Mm -hmm. Like I'm giving them this life that they otherwise would never have, even though it's short, this place is like heaven to them. They love it. Um, And that's an interesting way to think about it, of course. But going back to like mom in general, I did, I did really like how this episode flashback and how mama kind of like, accepts that they escape and she's like kind of happy for them that they'll go on yeah she kind of knows that's probably it for her um and long hair isabella is um she was very cute yeah 
I like long hair, Isabella. Here's the thing for me that I thought was very surprising. From, like, episode two, people were like, oh, my God, Phil. Phil is God. Phil is the mastermind. Phil is amazing. And I didn't I, get that. And Why I'm like, think that? how did, yeah, how did they know? Because, like, Phil matters at the end. And I was just kind of like, like, episode one, people were talking about Phil. And I was like, what is happening? Because, like, I knew Phil is in on it. I knew the whole thing. And I was just like. And then the whole... I mean, it's kind of a meme. I think the Phil thing was a but meme it was that an, kind of just worked out. It was an accurate meme. Yeah, the whole season people were like, oh, and then they're going to reveal that the demons are led by Phil, or Phil's going to come in, and Phil's a genius. And I was just like, this is weird. This is weird. And then it happened this episode, and I, I hope those people are satisfied. I just don't understand where that came from. You memers did a good job. Yeah. Um, I really liked... Ray's conversation with Norman. I really like that. Wait, oh, when he's on top of the uh, the wall? Yeah, I really like that. Like, I don't remember this part. I remember they burned down the house. I remember the ears went flying. Um, I love how they were, like, going on the band, on the ropes with hangers. I love that. I loved how Ray was so surprised the entire time, like, last episode and this episode he was just like holy shit holy shit i can't believe this and that's great it was just really great and how ray knows the song because he has a crazy memory and his mom used to sing it to him and his mom is isabella uh what surprised me about this episode is that it did not end with a cliffhanger. I thought they were going to tease something to be like, get pumped for season two, 2020, get pumped. But um, not like a crazy thing like Attack on Titan, but like something that was just like, and get ready to watch more. Like something at the end, because the sun's rising. They're like, this is our first morning. And the credits roll. And then the episode ends. And I was expecting something like after the credits, like seeing a demon in the forest or something creepy. And... That was a bit of a surprise that there wasn't anything there. Um, I'm not surprised just because they did the, uh, they like announced it separately. That's true. So it would be kind of weird if they like do this separate announcement and then they, at the end, they kind of like announce it again, even though everyone already knows. Um, I I think it would have been fine if they did that. I don't think it would have been like out of place, but it's definitely like didn't seem necessary to me. But overall, let's talk about the show as a whole. What did you think of the anime adaptation? Obviously, it's hard to compare to some degree, right? Because the show, watching a show twice isn't going to evoke the same emotion. Mm -hmm. But I I thought it was pretty well done for the most part. I felt slow a little bit in the middle, but besides that. I feel like it's hard for shows like this sometimes. I mean, I, I love this show. Don't get me wrong. Um, shows like this sometimes kind of um, fall with, like, the Death Note effect. Like, you can have really great camera angles and music and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, a lot of the scenes are just people in a room talking to each other. And that's like not as noticeable in manga because you're you're not looking at them you're looking at the the bubbles and you're reading it 
and like you see them standing there but you move on and you're going through the dialogue when you're watching it and you're just like watching people stand in a room for long periods of time and they did the best they could they made they made it as dynamic as possible it's just the way that this kind of show runs it's like death note like death note's awesome but most of the time it's just people in a room talking about very serious things so um i felt like that is one of the reasons why it was very slow in the middle and maybe a little hard to get into at points but um i have to say in the first episode or two i was not a fan of the music and it really surprised me at the end i really enjoyed the soundtrack the animation was was good a couple times i noticed one or two things and i was like ew but especially in the last episode like emma saying goodbye to mom on the wall her hair looked really good i thought they did a really great t- job especially with the suspense they i knew what happened and i was at the edge of my seat so i think that's a testament to how good a job they did yeah i i honestly i really like the animation i already talked about this in other podcasts but um the animation, I think, just fits the show. Like, it's not that, like, One Punch Man type animation where it's just, like, very, like, kind of beautiful S or, like, Your Name, where everything is really bright mm-hmm. and very clear. Um, everything's, like, kind of darker and more shaded and gives that creepy feel. So, although the animation isn't, like, super vibrant, um, I think it just fits. I really like it. I thought anime did a really good job you know it's hard to like i obviously like the manga more because it was like my first time reading the story and i was like absolutely obsessed with it when i started yeah and um the show obviously when it comes out every week you you just like can't get into it as much when you can just like read 80 chapters straight it's a really good binge yeah it is um, but it's good like this too, you know. I really enjoyed it. What does it have on now right now? I wonder. Um, I can check. It has an eight point six four, so that's pretty high. That's pretty high. That's good. I gave it a nine. I didn't rank it yet. I think I'd give it an eight. Give it an eight. I gave it a nine. I really enjoyed it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much more to to say about it we've talked about it every single week for like 12 weeks we really spent the last three months talking about it um and even before that i've been talking about how much i love this show so i feel like i don't have to say any more about how much i enjoy the promise neverland because i've done it a bajillion times already yeah it was good i'm happy everyone now knows isabella's ray's mother i don't know why that was so important to me this entire season um, but it, it is so, and, um, they did a really good job and I'm very happy with the way they, um, did it. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, random news thing. Yeah. So we weren't going to do a topic this week because we knew we were going to do the podcast late, but then kind of Chinibio ended up being our topic and we're almost at an hour anyway. And talking about news was kind of going to be a bit of a filler because a lot of stuff did happen this week and we want to talk about i want to talk about it so um we'll just do this for a little bit and then thomas will fall asleep and then i'll end the podcast myself i could live with that oh my god okay let's scroll back to the top 
Um, first off, exciting, Toonami premieres the Promised Neverland anime on April 13th. It's already going on American television. I saw that. That was... That got announced today. That got announced I'm today. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Also... That's cool. Yeah, I think that's... Um, it's crazy the world we live in, the really fast turnaround. You know? That's a crazy fast turnaround. Mm-hmm. It just... Absolutely. It just ended, and in three weeks it's going to be on American television. I wonder how the dub is. I wonder if they released the dub cast. Let me, let me see. I'm not going to get no anybody. Oh, they... I couldn't name a single voice actor besides that Vince guy. Great. Whose name I don't even... Vic. I don't even know his last name. So. And we don't want to know his name. He's a... No, that guy's a jerk. Yeah. Um, the dub cast isn't out. Anyway. Um, season two... Of Promised Neverland, which we know, 2020, hopefully. I kind of liked Promised Neverland being out in the winter, because it's, like, darker and stuff. So I hope it's winter 2020, because then we also get it sooner. Um, episode count for Sara Zanmai, which is the new Ikuhara anime. It's going to mm-hmm. be a whopping 11 episodes. Ooh. A little sad. Right. A little disappointing there. Yeah, but, uh... That's okay. I mean, Mawaru Penguin Drum was 24. Utena was up there. So I don't know how long Yurikuma was, but that's all right. Um, really funny. So I was scrolling through ANN, and two weeks ago, I talked on the podcast a lot about a lot of random manga I read. And I saw in the thumbnail, it was a picture of one of the random manga I read. So I clicked the article and it was a poll. Um, nearly 200,000 fans vote in Anime Japan's most wanted anime adaptation poll. And they have the top 10 manga that people voted to become anime. It doesn't really matter, but it's just a cool little thing. And one of one of the ones I read two weeks ago, number n- 9, is uh, Kusuriya no Hitorigoto. Which is, um, you didn't hear me talk about it, Thomas, but it's about, it takes place in China and it's about this girl who um, ends up being the pharmacist for the emperor's harem and she kind of like starts solving mysteries around the emperor's palace. Um, I thought it was okay, but it's weird that like I had just heard of it two weeks ago and it's like number nine on the top ten, we must have an anime of this manga. So I just thought that was weird. Hmm. That's funny. Yeah. Actually, last week I read a one-shot from some author, but it wasn't on Mal, so I couldn't write it down. I don't remember the name of it or anything. But uh, if that author somehow in the near future becomes big, maybe I'll remember. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do. It's like I read a lot of random shoujo or whatever, and then I walk into a Barnes & Noble like years later, and I see it in English on the shelf. Like, wow, how it's crazy to me. You um, never know, right? You never know. Um, this week, the first two episodes of Fruits Basket aired in theaters, and it got rave reviews. So, did you go? No, I didn't. Ooh. I know. I, You're not a real fan. I, re- I Fruits Basket is one of the first shoujo manga I ever read. Um, because I was like raised on like bloody battles so it was the first like super new thing i ever read in manga i was like i didn't know manga could do this too so and it does it really well and it means a lot to me so i'm really excited for the complete 
manga adaptation in the anime. Um, Pokemon is teaming up with this place in Japan to have a maternity line. So you can be pregnant and wear Pokemon merch. What? What did you just say? There's a, a Pokemon maternity line coming out. So you can have like Pokemon branded maternity clothes. Is that news? It's like, on it's on my news feed. Um, okay. Um so last week was the uh figure skating world cup and the guy who came in fourteenth place, Keiji Tanaka, um dressed up as Jojo from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. You saw it and he um yeah. he did his gala performance for the people who didn't see it. He did his gala performance to the um OP of Diamond is Unbreakable. I didn't really recognize the song because I don't watch JoJo's, yeah, but um, it was cool. Unfortunately, it finished 14th, which isn't very good from the sounds But of he's represented, so that's good. Um, My Hero Academia um, is confirmed for a second movie. Saw that, too. I did not see the first movie. But I did not. Is there a way to watch it? I would watch it. Uh, not yet. I guess. Oh, okay. and then last but not least, I'm very mad. So, last month, there was this whole big thing coming from Atlas, the creators of one of the greatest video games of all time, Persona 5. And it was like, everyone get ready. March 23rd, we're going to have a big announcement. It's going to be great. Get excited. And I was just like, all right. Persona 5 getting ported to the Switch. Persona 5, like, Final Mix. Persona 5, literally anything, I will buy it. And the announcement was, there's a new gaming, there's a new game coming out, Persona 5 R, which is Persona 5 The Royal. Find out more in April. Excuse me? Excuse me? Excuse me? You're going to make an announcement? Make a big deal about an announcement, and the announcement is we're making an announcement in April? Welcome to 2019, Mary. Oh, I was Where you make announcements about announcements. I was so it's mad. And everyone was so excited. They were like, oh my god, did you hear about P5R? And I was just like, that's all I heard, though. There was no information given to me. We knew a, a game was coming out. They gave us a title. And another date. And that's it. And they gave us, like, there could be a female protag. But it wasn't, it was... It could just be teaser. It's not enough to go on, and everyone was so excited. And I was like, no, this is bullshit. So the news is there's going to be more Persona 5 stuff, which is great because the anime sucked. Um, but I was disappointed in the day of announcement because it was a 10-second teaser video that said, listen for more on April 18th. It's like, why didn't you just say that in February? Yep, Mary, that's how they do it now. They make announcements about doing announcements. I don't know why. Pisses me off. Yeah, it sucks. That's just what they do. Yeah. Um, but now I'm done. Last random thing. Oh. I don't really go on Anime News Network. Um, here is the top selling comics in Japan for February. I thought it was kind of interesting. My Hero Academia, Volume 22. Then Haikyuu, Volume 36. Roni Kenshin. Hokkaido Arc 2. Yeah, what? <gasps> I'm confused. I don't know what that is. Yeah, that's the reboot. Um, 
Nobuhiro Watsuki is writing a sequel. I read the first couple chapters. Um, Kaoru. Says it's by Kaoru Kurosaki. Yes, that is his wife. That's random. Then, number four, this is even more random. I didn't know this was still going. The Gray Man. Yeah, it is. By 26. Um, the uh, author's really sick. So she's been on hiatus for a while. I'm very excited to continue reading. I love D. Gray Man. Hmm. All right. That's interesting. Number five, quintessential quintuplets. Boo. I cannot believe that. I know. Number six, One Piece, volume 92. How the fuck are more people buying a volume of the quintessential quintuplets than One Piece? Here's the thing. When did that volume of One Piece come out? It could have come out two months ago, and it's just still on the list. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't mean it was released this month. It just means it sold well. Uh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Never mind. <laughs> then I'm just going to the top ten. Yeah. Seven is a, a Food Wars Yay. volume. I'm not surprised. Number eight. I've never heard of this. Mix. Mix? It's just called Mix. Volume 14. Um, okay. Uh... Mix. I'm trying to figure out what this is. I'm um, trying to find the article. It looks like cross game. It looks like a baseball manga. I think it's a baseball manga. Okay. But whatever. Number nine, Boruto. <laughs> and number ten, Karakai Jozu no Takagi-san. Yay! I can't wait for the second season of the anime. It was super cute. Everyone loves Takagi-san. I'm definitely... Is, is it confirmed? New season? Takagi-san? Yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to watch Takagi-san. Yeah, watch that's season on one. It's adorable. I plan to. I was, watch- right. I was watching the dub and I loved it, but I'm going to have to get my friend's Funimation password so I can watch Fruits Basket and Fire Force when it comes out in the summer. Sounds good, Mary. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you for staying up late with us, even though we do not know what time of day you're listening to this. Thomas, thank you for staying up late with me. The listeners, you don't understand, like, (laughs) I'm going to, we're going to stop this podcast. I'm going to send Mary my audio file. I'm going to walk three steps, turn my heater down in my apartment, turn off my lights and lay in bed. And I will literally have my head on a pillow within the next six minutes. And I'm going to be up for another hour at least editing and processing and rendering and putting this out. So go me. A plus. But you do well in that, Mary. I struggle if I'm tired. I've been tired all day. I don't know why. But this weekend anime was way too good to not talk about. So Agreed. we had to discuss. We had to no do way, it. Yeah, there was no way we weren't going to do the podcast tonight. It needed to be done. There's because if we waited and then tried to do it next week, well, next week other series are going to start. Yeah, it's too and much. It would be too much. It'd be too much to cover. Yeah. So, well, everyone, thank you for listening to episode ninety-eight. Get super excited next week for episode ninety-nine. We're almost at our two-year anniversary. We're almost at episode one hundred, and we hope you're around to join us in the celebration of anime, podcast, and life. Thank you for being with us. Have a great week, Janet.